So as requested, I'm going to do an episode here on HTD Party and how we can use it to build a Ruby library for an API that we want to use. And I just happen to have the perfect site to build an API for. So I built this site called Animated Gift Me a while back, and I've just been collecting ridiculous amounts of animated GIFs because I love them. And each GIF, if you click on it, has uh, several tags, and you can add tags if you like. And um, adding tags allows you to, instead of visiting the URL directly, you can say uh, a tag right after the URL, and this will return you a random GIF. And I happen to know that rowing is, this is the only GIF for rowing. But if you refresh the page uh, and you go to say like slash cat, you're gonna get a different cat GIF every time you refresh the page. And so this is uh, just a basic way for me to easily remember how to get to GIFs based upon tags. So animated GIF me has an API. And if you say .json after your tag, you can get a random cat gif as a uh, json object so you can see the url here changes for the record every time and so we're getting a different cat gif and if you actually want to get the same one every time you can go to gifs um like slash 768.json to get that exact gif every single time so this has a little api that i built and we're going to use um, the HTD party gem to create a little Ruby class for animated gift me that will talk to animated gift me and grab a uh, URL for a gift for us. So uh, let's get started by taking a look at HTD party. And you can see here that uh, for the stack exchange example, you just include HTD party set the base URI, and that is just the domain without any HTTP or any um, uh, URL after it. So it's just the domain, and then when you initialize, you can set up some things like the service and the page uh, as well, but then when you go into questions, um, questions will basically call the get method that is included by HTTP party on the class, and then you pass in the URL you want to access, and then your options. So these options can be configured, and then you can uh, basically talk to Stack Overflow and get the first page of questions and the first page of users by calling those two methods. So it's really, really clear uh, when you implement this that you're doing what you expect to be doing, and anyone can hop in and, and make a, a change to that. So it's really cool. And then you can also if you want to, which it's kind of rare to want to do this, but you can use HTTP party to just grab a request for a URL and then get a response back. So if you don't want to deal with net uh, HTTP, the built-in HTTP library, you could use this as well. So um, it's, it's a very versatile uh, gem, and it also has a command line interface that can be useful for uh, debugging and some other things like that. So... This is a, a great little gem and we're gonna install it and build our animated gift me uh, application or Ruby class to handle that. And then we're also gonna package it as a Ruby gem and release that. So uh, let's hop into the terminal and get started.
To create a new gem, we can just run the bundle gem command and then pass in the name of the gem that we want. And in my case, it's going to be bundle gem animated gift me. And then inside this folder, we can take a look at uh, the code that it generates for us. So there's actually a good amount of files in here. It creates a readme, a rake file, which adds the bundler uh, functionality. So by default, your gem's gonna require bundler, and in development at least. And your gem file is the same sort of thing, but in this case, when you create a gem file, bundler needs this in order to load the gems for development, but those gems aren't listed in here, they're listed in the gem spec file. So this gem, gem spec file is what rubygems.org uses to uh, take the configuration from your gem and then create that page and uh, figure out dependencies when Bundler installs it and so on. So if we open up the HTD party gem on rubygems, you can see here all those things that they specified. So they've got the owners, the authors, and the uh, home page and source code, as well as the runtime dependencies and the Ruby dependencies. And so all of this was defined for HTD party using the same format. And to add a, a dependency for us, we want to add the dependency that's not a, just a development dependency, but a real dependency. We want to add HTD party, and we want to add the latest version, which is 0.13.1. So this way, now when you install this gem with Bundler, it's going to require uh, HTD party to run. So inside our lib directory, we have an animated gifme.rb, which will be loaded when the gem gets loaded. And then this requires the animated gifme version file. So then that will open up this directory and open up this version.rb and inject the version constant into our gem module. So that's it. There's not a whole lot created, but our code will begin here. We can also, you'll, you'll see gems that just have a bunch of require statements in this and delegate it out to other folders and, and files in the lib directory. In this case, because of what we're doing is pretty simple, we're just going to write our code in here. Now the way this code is going to work is going to be based upon how we want to interact with this. So I'm going to come down here to the bottom and say, uh, let's write a couple examples of how we want to interact with this gem. So I have the animated gift me module right now, and it'd be awesome to be able to say dot find and pass in that number 768 to get the gem back. And then it'd also be really nice to say, uh, tagged and then pass in like cat like we did before and get a random cat gift, uh, get a random cat gift back. So another thing that might be a little uh, clearer for people is to have a random method that you would pass in the same string to and it would call it the same thing as that tag does and they would return the same results but this would basically be a little alias for that method because uh, it functions pretty much the exact same way, and it just might be clearer for people to use. So we can actually include HTD party on our animated gift me module instead of creating a class. And this is going to allow us to interact with it directly, and we'll write our methods on animated gift me as a module instead of uh, handling this inside a 
class. So this is going to be slightly different because we don't need any authentication or query parameters or options like that. So we're just going to create these modules at a higher level. So our base URI to build this out is going to be animatedgif.me. And then we're also going to define methods on our class for the find and tagged and random. And those will be basically querying the HTTP party um, API that it provides internally when you include it, and then we will implement that. So I'm going to define self.find, and it's going to take an ID, and then this will just call the get method that HTTP party gives us, and we'll go to gifts slash ID dot JSON. And this will return us a response, and it should make this animated gift me dot find function for us. So one last thing before we go to the terminal to test this out is that we need to require the HTTP party library. So we added it as a dependency, but we need to require it in our files in order to make sure that it's available for us to use inside this module. So if we save this file and hop over to our terminal, we can run the bundle command to install our dependencies. So that looks at our gem file, which loads our gem spec, and it installs the HTTP party library that we added as a dependency earlier. And then it also gives us a message saying that, hey, we never fixed our to-dos inside of our gem spec file, which is basically adding a description and a summary to our gem spec. So we have an invalid gem spec, and that means that we can't publish this to, to Ruby gems yet, but we can use our animated gift me library. So if we run IRB in our terminal, we can require relative our lib animated gift me file. So you don't have to just uh, you don't have to specify the .rb on it, but when you use require relative, it says, "Hey, look at the current directory, and then go into the lib folder, and then look for animated gift me .rb and require that file for us." So if it returns true, that means that it worked, and then you should have an animated give me class in your application. So this should uh, correctly return the class, or the module in this case. So we should be able to call find on our uh, module and pass in a number, and if we do 768, you can see that we get an HTTP party response, and it has a bunch of different attributes here. So we have a response, we have headers, we have a parsed response, so it appears that it has noticed that it was a JSON response and then parsed that out for us into our, uh, into our object. And you even get some in, uh, useful information like the powered by, so you can see that I'm using Fusion Passenger on the server right now. So uh, this is really cool, but we need to actually take that response and get our GIF back from it. So if we assign the response to a variable and we type response dot response, that is going to give us our HTTP 200 OK. Uh, so this is actually the response variable is the HTTP party response, and we need to get access to this parsed response. That's how we're going to do that. We're just going to call methods on it, and they will return these things that we have. So if we do response, uh, rather response dot parsed 
response, we can get access to this uh, JSON string that we had before. But this has been parsed into a Ruby hash. So we can just say response.parse response and then access the URL and you'll get the URL back. So this is really cool. We can actually play with the object that we wanted and then we can know now to take the parsed response and add this code into our method to clean this up a little bit. So here we have the updated code grabbing the actual URL and then when you call find, it will go and give you the URL back exactly. So you won't have to deal with this HTTP party response inside your code. Uh, the gem will handle it itself. So if we exit and open IRB again and we require relative live animated gif me again, we can see that animated gif me not find 768 is going to return us our string this time, which is super cool. So that magically uh, is all functional. And all we had to do was add this extra little bit into our uh, method and we have the everything taken care of uh, for us. So we have the GIF and that's all we needed to do. Now, one thing that you will have to consider is what happens if they pass in a ridiculous number and they can't access that? Well, in this case, we've the way that we've designed this is that uh, the parsed response is always going to be a method on the HTTP party response. And then because we're using the URL access uh, on this object, it's always going to return an empty hash as the parsed response. So when we access the URL on an empty hash, so imagine your response was that, if you access URL on it, you're just gonna get nil. So this is never going to crash when you pass uh, ridiculous numbers in there or say maybe negative one. And anything that you do will not actually break the gem and throw things uh, out of whack. So you could even pass in a string of characters and it's gonna be fine. So long as you can interpolate this ID object into a string, if, as long as it has a 2S method, it will put it in the URL, and then as long as my server, a Rails application for animated gift me doesn't blow up, you will get a response back and you'll be able to access that. So we'll always have a nice and functional, clean um, parsed response here that will handle it for us. So this is pretty cool. Now, one thing that we need to do next is to add the tagged method. And that's going to have a tag that we're going to pass in. And then our random method is also going to have a tag, but I'm just going to delegate this to the tagged uh, method here. So when we do this, we're just going to pass this on, and then this random will never really have an implementation. It will just be the, uh, the tagged method that has the implementation. So here we can just pass in the tag directly .json, and we don't need to go under slash gifs because that's how I designed the URLs. And then we can also do the parsed response URL. And now we'll be able to add these methods in. So I'm going to delete those because we know how to access this now. And if we load IRB again, and we require relative lib animated gif me. 
we can now say animated gift me dot tagged cat and this will return us a random cat gif so if we open this in our browser we will get a cat gif and if we run it again we should get a different url which we do and that will be a different cat gif so we now have a functional uh, Ruby class or module in this case uh, to access animated give me and the random method works just the same. So anybody that's using this can use tagged or random based upon their preference. Um, sometimes in some cases you will just want to say tagged, but other cases the way that you design your code, it might make more sense to say I need a random cat gif and uh, that will work for you. So our gem is functional now, but we actually duplicated this a little bit and it'd be nice to have a method to clean that up a little bit. So I'm going to add a private method down here called uh, retrieve URL. And this is going to take a response and then we're going to have the parse response here take that and return the URL for us. So we're going to, instead of just calling get, we're going to have retrieve URL in front of these. In case this ever changes, we'll have the same method of parsing the response handled down here, and we can change this and handle it as, as we like. And then this way, each time that you call a get, you'll be able to pass it into retrieve URL that will return the URL back to the caller. So this way, if we handle it in this manner, we can keep this logic here handled the same way. And then if it ever changes in the future, we can take these responses and uh, adjust them as necessary. So this is a way to just clean that up and make it a little bit better uh, future-proofed so that when things change, we'll be able to update it accordingly and it'll be really simple. So last but not least, I'm going to create a new repository on GitHub called Animated GIF Me. And this is going to be a Ruby library for animatedgif.me. And we're going to create a public repository so you guys can check this out as well. And here we'll grab um, this SSH line and I will get a dot. So we're going to add all those files and you can see this with git. We're going to commit our first commit. Oops, typo. So I'm going to get commit dash dash amend fix that typo and we can run git log to to make sure that I fixed my typo which I did and then we can go into our uh, instructions here and we can see that if you add your remote to the github URL and then you push to that then it will show up on github so if you do that it's nice and simple we can add this and now refreshing GitHub, you'll be able to take a look at uh, the animated give me source code for this episode. And then I'll go through and update the README 
to give you examples of how to, to use the gem in the usage section. And then um, we'll also deploy this to Ruby gems. So the simple thing here is you can just say rake release. And this will be that rake task uh, that will push it up to Ruby gems. But of course, first we need to fix this uh, gem spec to do. So if we open up our gem spec file, you'll see those two lines with the summary and description. And those are uh, required to change. So in this case, I'm gonna say a Ruby library for HTTP animated GIF of me. And we'll just call it that. The homepage is going to be my GitHub URL for it. So you'll be able to hop in there very quickly from Ruby gems. So let's add this, update the gem spec. And then push that up to GitHub. And we can run rake release now. And this will package our gem into the version 0.0.1 uh, gem. And then this will push the commit and tags up to GitHub again. And then it will push it to rubygems.org. So now if we go to animated gif me on rubygems.org, you can see that the gem is available to the public. So we can see here our runtime dependencies are the HTTP party library, and we actually have it locked to 0.13.1, which we're going to want to change because we want to actually uh, include any patch versions for that. So I'm going to do that real quick, and we're going to add basically the tilde greater than line here so that Anytime this version gets updated, the very last number, we'll also support those versions because they shouldn't break the way that our gem works. So we'll make another re release real quick and say support patch versions of HC party updates. And we don't even need to push this up to uh, to GitHub because if we change the version to version 0.2 and save the file, we can commit a version bump, uh, which is the, the typical, that's the typical name of this commit when you just bump the version number up. You usually say git commit dash m version bump. And then when you run rake release, this will Notice that you change the version, it will tag the release as that version and then push it up to GitHub and Ruby gems as well. So when we finish this command, we'll hop into GitHub and take a look. All right, so that finished. And if we come back to rubygems.org, you can see there's now version 0.0.2 and the dependencies are not locked to that exact version, but they'll support any patched updates to it. And if we come back to GitHub, you'll be able to see in our branch dropdown here, if you click on tags, you'll be able to see the code for each of those. And those tags are basically used to uh, mark a commit in your history as a release for that version. So if you click on the tags for 0.0.1, you'll see the last commit for it was updating the gem spec. But when you click on the tag for that one, you'll see the last one was the version bump. 
So the tags are useful for that, being able to keep track of when uh, your code was released and so you know exactly what was inside the gem at that time. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll probably go into uh, cleaning this up and doing more animated GIF me stuff at some point, but also HTTP party authentication, OAuth, things like that will be in future episodes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next episode.